Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director, and I am very pleased today to welcome a couple of state champions from the Ravenwood High School soccer team. We have head coach Jessica Mancini and senior Nora Henderson. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. So Ravenwood wins back-to-back -back state championships uh, with an all-WCS championship, which I was very pleased to see for two years in a row, last year defeating Brentwood in the championship match. This year, Franklin, it goes all the way down to PKs. We've got a scoreless match. Uh, nothing gets settled in regulation. We have a couple of overtimes, and it comes down to PKs. Ravenwood comes out on top, 4-2 uh, in the PKs. Coach Mancini, let me start with you. So obviously this is your first or fourth year at Ravenwood, first as a head coach. Where do you go from here? State champion in year one. Um, I mean, again, I've been here four years. That's the number of years that Nora and her group has been here too, which has been special for me. Um, so it doesn't feel like first year for me. It feels like my fourth year and it just so happens that we, we uh, brought it home this year as well. Um, but I mean, that's what we strive for every year. So um, if the next year is, is, is always a building year. We're building to go back to the state championship. Everybody's been asking, we had a state championship last year. We have state championship this year. What do I see for next year? Um, I'll always tell you that I see the same thing. We always strive for the same thing. Well, obviously that's working out for you guys. Uh, and again, another great year this year, uh, winning the state championship, defeating Franklin High School in the championship. Nora, let me ask you this. What a great way to finish your senior year. Your last memory as a high school athlete is winning that, that state championship for a second year. That's got to be pretty special. Yeah, it was. I mean, I could not have asked for a better ending. We, um, we, we this year, like this group of girls we had was, you know, win or lose, we would have had uh, been thankful for the season. But um, I mean, just that that last whistle blown and like the celebration. And I'll just remember that forever. Yeah, what a great memory. And you know, for me, it's funny when I, I've watched more soccer uh, in the last couple of years than I probably ever watched. You know, when I was coaching at a school, I would always try to go to the different sports, but certainly I've got the luxury now that when you guys are playing in a tournament or the state tournament comes around, I can go watch multiple matches. Uh, it's always an anxious time to me, even as a fan, waiting for that extra time to run off. You're like, is it gonna end? Is it gonna end? Is it gonna end? Then you hear that whistle and you're like, great, it's over. Uh, obviously you have a little different situation with the PKs this year too. Coach Mancini, let me ask you this. You talked about this being your fourth year at Ravenwood, obviously a special relationship with the seniors because you guys came in at the same time. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely super special for me. They're my first group. Um, that I've carried four years through here that graduate this year. Um, so I've grown the most with them. They've grown and I've grown. We've all grown together. Um, so it was it was definitely super special for me to be the head coach this year uh, up beyond any other year and for them to take the state championship this year as well. And Nora's senior leadership obviously was important on the team. In fact, something that I noticed was in the PKs, all the goals were scored actually by seniors. Yourself, Anna Major, Maddie Gleason, Josie Ricketts, all with goals. Uh, and then obviously you have in goal, you got a freshman in regulation, you got a sophomore uh, in the PKs. But 
obviously the seniors really stepped up. So that had to be pretty cool for that group as well, Nora. Yeah, it was super meaningful for um, those seniors to take that, take those steps. And the next person in line was going to be a senior too, the fifth kicker. But when we got off the field, um, coach was said, seniors, who wants it? And everyone wanted to take one. It was at that point, I think it, it, we would have, we were like, we had the most heart put it. We had a lot of heart going into that game and more than ever, it meant a senior was ready to take one. And Let me ask you this, Nora, as a player, because I, I'm getting conflicting stories on this. As a fan, I love PKs. It's like my favorite thing. But I've actually been told by some soccer purists that it's the biggest nightmare because you've played this entire match and it's coming down to this thing that really some might view there's probably some luck in there. Uh, obviously, there's some skill as well. But how do you feel as a player when it comes down to PKs? As me, for me, again, as a fan, I love it. Yeah, I think that for as a player, for me, that game especially, it was it could have felt like so pressure, like all the pressure's on, everyone's watching, all the fans go to one side and they're just screaming at you. But in in that like in the mindset of it, you're just it's like you went from ninety minutes to you got a hundred minutes, like you worked so hard, it's like how can I not just hit one more like pass basically is what it feels like just hit one more pass and it could like win the game so I mean that was my mentality going into it kind of just that one more push and I knew our team could do it. Now coach Mancini when I asked that question you that you look like you had a little different attitude about it as a coach. Yeah nobody wants to go into PKs um, because I mean I knew our girls uh, could win this game and but you're right when it comes to PKs um, you, you almost never know what can happen. I had complete faith in these girls. I knew that they were all PK takers. Um, uh, our goalkeeper, I had complete faith in her. She hadn't played the whole game, sophomore coming in. Um, we changed our goal. A lot of people um, thought it was interesting, but it obviously worked out really well. But I didn't watch a single PK. I, I, I don't like PK. Um, and it's against, you know, it's kind of almost like a – I don't know, there's a thing where I like, I don't want to watch them. And I never have my high school coach actually never watched them. And I started that with him. It's almost like this thing that's just kind of carried on. Uh, so I didn't watch a single one because they make me nervous and you, you never really know what can happen. But uh, the whole time I still had faith in the girls, I had faith in our goalkeeper that we'd come away with the win. And for our viewers out there watching, Coach Mancini played for Coach Plummer, Russ Plummer at uh, Hendersonville High School, another Middle Tennessee uh, powerhouse. Let's talk about your journey to the state championship. You finished runner-up during the season. In fact, it came down to that last match against Brentwood. And what people that are watching this show know, that if you can just get out of WCS, you've got a shot to make it. Uh, if you make it all the way to the championship in the district, uh, you, there's probably a pretty good chance that both teams are going to represent uh, WCS in the state tournament. I mean, you'd look at teams like Centennial and Brentwood, who also had great years. Some would even argue maybe Independence. If they're in another league, maybe they have a chance to take it, take it to the distance in terms of making it to the state championship. But your team, you make it to the state, to the district finals, you win over Centennial, 3-0. Region final, Franklin, 2-0. Gallatin, 4-0. So it seems to me uh, that really, Nora, when it came time for the tournament to start, your team really buckled down. And I watched you guys. I watched that 
uh, district final. I watched that region final. And to me, your mentality as a team, not that the other teams didn't have that competitive spirit too, but it was pretty obvious to me that you guys had a little bit different mindset and maybe it had something to do with having such great senior leadership. So one thing about the district is not only are we like playing such good teams and good games, we also know like it's like a big soccer community. We all play travel together and it's, it's almost like personal when you're playing each other. So it brings that whole other like mentality into it before even just in our district games that some people probably don't get up to until a state game. So I just think that like mentally, physically, we're just getting in all these games that we, in our mind, are must-win games. And then state tournament comes around and we just keep that same, that same um, like energy going throughout. And I think it really helps, has helped our team in the past. Nora, did you feel pressure uh, during the year to make it back to the state tournament? Yeah, it, I did feel like we kind of had a target on our back. I mean, same would be if it was the other way around last year. Like, if if we had lost and we would have that big target going at, at, in at, like, Brentwood or another school. But, um, I mean, definitely this year was the pressure. But I think our team sometimes thrives in that pressure. So That's pretty obvious. You definitely thrive in the pressure. Uh, Coach Mancini, talk about this. Now, you said that when the year start, you guys openly say, hey, our goal is to make it all the way to the end and win a state championship. Did you openly talk about it during the year? Or is it just something that's kind of a, we know that that's the deal here? Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up too much this season because I knew the girls would already feel the pressure of last year. Um, and no matter what, every year is different. And we always focus every year on getting to the end. And that's the goal every single year, no matter what. But every year is different. You lose girls, you gain girls, the energy changes within the team. Um, so I didn't want to spend too much time on talking about the state championship of last year and making it this year. I wanted to worry about game by game. Um, you know, let's win the next one and let's learn something from this one. Um, and so I think throughout the season, our mentality was we've got the next game and what do we need to do to prepare for the next game? And then once we win that one, we'll go from there. Um, there was never really a focus on getting to the end, even though it was kind of this, this unspoken goal. I bet Coach Plummer was a call that you made pretty quickly. I bet he was right there to greet you, wasn't he? Uh, he's always a quick call away. So anytime, so taking over as head coach this year, he's definitely been on my speed dial, giving me advice and me reaching out and asking him for advice and things like that. So uh, very, very quick to, uh, to speak with him for sure. Great resource to have for any coach and really in any sport. He's so respected, uh, not only in Sumner County, but really throughout the state as well. Let's talk state tournaments. So you draw Maribel. And in fact, uh, I talked to Coach Burgoyne at Franklin, Franklin and Coach Mancini before the tournament. And I think the thought was maybe your first round, you felt maybe more comfortable than even Franklin, but then you knew you were in that same bracket with Houston, uh, which obviously a lot of people were talking about Houston. I would remind folks, a lot of people were talking about Houston last year as well. And both times it worked out pretty nicely uh, for Ravenwood, but you, you dominate that first match, 5-0, Marcella Ferrero Prado with two goals for your team. You win 5-0. Now Houston uh, comes up. You end up winning that match 2-1. Uh, Coach Mancini, talk about this. Last year was like the mutter game. 
if I remember that correctly. I've never been so cold and wet at the same time, I don't think. I was watching you guys in Brentwood at the same time your fields were close, close together. Uh, and I remember uh, someone telling me, and probably you guys, that, hey, Houston's going to be the favorite and we got to knock off Houston. And, and really, it just didn't look that way. Uh, this year, you see them in your bracket again. What was that mentality going in? Did it almost feel like that was the championship if you could get past them and have that feel to it, Coach? Yeah, I feel like anytime you play Houston, especially in state, uh, you talk about that 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 muddy game last year, which, by the way, was probably the most fun. Um, most I've had watching a game. It was stressful, but it was incredibly fun watching the girls out there. And I think after the game, all they talked about was how fun it was. Obviously, winning helps with the fun, um, but that last year was intense. And we knew last year that getting past Houston meant everything. They're a powerhouse and they have been for years and they've dominated for years. And so we knew going into that semifinal last year that that was going to be a key game. If we could get past Houston, then um, we had a better chance in the end, um, only to see Brentwood again in the finals, which was exciting for us too. Um, so, but this year, nothing was different. Well, yeah, we beat them last year, but we knew we, and I know the girls probably felt like, you know, we beat them last year. They're going to come for us even harder this year um, because we beat them last year. And um, I think anytime you play Houston, especially in a stage like that, you know, it's going to be a hard game, no matter what, you know, you're going to have to play your best um, because they're always going to come for you. They're always going to play hard. Nora, what did you think when the bracket came out? and you were on the same side with Houston. Were you okay with that? Like, hey, whatever team we have to play, we'll do whatever we have to do. I, yeah, I think um, my mentality was just, if we, if we want to be the best team in the state, you know, we got to play the team that we think is another, is like our biggest competitor. Like, we don't want to just shy away from someone who we're like intimidated by or who is like, a powerhouse so I think it made it all like all a better celebration and all a better like you know I don't know I think it I think it made it even better to play a great team like Houston in that semifinal. Spoken like a leader and a true competitor and for our viewers out there that may not know Nora don't let the smile fool you she's an absolute killer out on the field no smiles when she's out there playing believe me. Uh, Coach Mancini, so uh, in that Houston semi, you give up a goal, and that was the first one in forever. Talk about the play of Lexi. And then also, obviously, Kendall Curran comes in. And I, I love that move that you made, not because it was different, but it was obvious it was your plan going in. This is what we're going to do. If we get to PKs, then we're going to make this sub. Talk about their play and also your mindset in making that switch. Yeah, so Houston going in, again, we knew it was going to be a battle. The girls all knew they were going to have to fight the whole game. Uh, Marcella scored the first goal going in, and I think the entire bench erupted because we were just so excited to kind of break the ice there, but we knew we were going to have to fight the whole time. Um, and then we go up 2-0, and, and anybody that knows anything about soccer knows that 2-0 is the worst lead to have, especially going into halftime because it just – statistically the other team comes back second half and we were able to hold them the whole game and then they got a free kick um, right outside of our 18 kind of halfway between the half um, and the girl for Houston that, that walked to take their PK we had scouted her out and knew that she was a really good free kick taker so that moment we were all a little anxious to see what would happen and she unfortunately put it away but there was only minutes left in the game 
And uh, speaking of Lexi, so doing really well, slowing the game down after that. Um, we made sure to keep the ball. And if we couldn't keep the ball, we slowed the game down the best that we could. The ball went out with 45 seconds or so left in the game. And Houston was really, really pushing for the tie. And um, at this point, our girls are just doing everything they can to keep the ball out of the net. Uh, the ball goes out with 45 seconds left. And Lexi did her best to take her time for, uh, for a goal kick in the end. Uh, and it really worked out because the time ran out and we took we took the the win away 2-1 over Houston. Uh, really, really, really exciting game. And the girls, I think, felt really good after that game. I think after that game, they felt like nothing could really stop them from there. Um, about the final game and the goalkeeper, so Lexi's been solid for us. I think it was the last eight or nine games the girls hadn't been scored on. Um, so our defense was amazing this year. They got better every single game. Their communication, the way they move together, the way they defend together was amazing. Um, and Lexi is part of that communication piece. Even as a freshman, she's very vocal. She demands what she wants. She tells you what she sees, um, which is special to see out of, out of a freshman goalkeeper talking to a senior defensive line. Um, so her communication skills really help to build our defensive line. She also has really good hands, um, a, good, a good shot stopper as well. And so on top of our defense and Lexi in the net, we, were, we, had, we didn't have a single goal scored on us. I, I believe, and I would need to double check on this, it was either the last eight or nine games that we played. Um, I think the last team to score on us was Brentwood before the district tournament. Um, and so, and that's crazy awesome statistic for our girls, our defenders and Lexi as a goalkeeper. Um, all completely solid. Yeah, the only goal scored was that free kick against Houston. Um, and it was still a free kick, you know, so a little bit different as far as a uh, goal scored goes. Um, but as far as the, the final game and the PKs, we had been practicing PKs in uh, practice leading up to all these different tournaments, district, regional, state, excuse me, and um, watching the goalkeepers, but also watching our shot takers to see who had the quality shot, you know, who could just step up and, and easily take a PK. Uh, but again, also watching our goalkeepers, like who could get down quickly enough to, to get the saves in, or, you know, just who was a better PK shot stopper. And, and Kendall just seemed to be, she'd be able to read the ball a little bit better, um, move a little bit easier when it came to PKs. And so when we got to the state tournament, we knew that if we got down to PKs in any one of those games, that she was going to be our goalkeeper. And I let her know that ahead of time. Um, because it's kind of hard to get your mind in the right headspace for when you haven't started a single game to all of a sudden jumping in for PKs. But uh, Kendall is probably one of the most positive, hardworking players that we've had on this team for a long time. Um, and the girls are always kind of watching her because of how positive she is and she pushes no matter what happens. And so she had the perfect mentality for a player going in who hasn't played a single minute as a goalkeeper um, and going in and making some amazing stops in our final game. Uh, that day. Well, outside looking in, it certainly uh, took a lot of guts uh, to make that make that move, and obviously it worked out great for you guys. Nora, talk about this. Talk about the defense and the goalies. What kind of confidence do you have as a player, knowing that hey, we're going to stop people from scoring. We just need to put one in the net, and we've got a really good shot of winning. I our our back line is absolutely insane like I've never met like five to six night the the nicest people I know who can take out people left and right like it is insane their work ethic all of them are all of them 
are so reliable that like when we do like we we are a team to play out of the back play with our backs to go forward like we want them involved as much as possible um and they're very like I the one word I would use to describe them is like humble like they they're all beasts but they but they also want to play with the team they don't think that they're like they don't have all this like attitude about them they just get on the field and they get the job done and same with our goalies too like Kendall and Lexi just I mean I think coach said it perfectly they they come in they may be younger than us but you know they they know that they're like really respected by the team and their competitiveness between each other is is purely on the field and then off the field they're great friends and I really really admire that between them because I mean that is a competitive spot right there just having two goalies on one team who are both quality goalies and I I love all those girls I could not have asked for a better back line and goalies too you know it's so interesting in talking to uh, state champions and I get the opportunity to do that quite a bit here in WCS thank goodness uh, but there's it's a lot of the same story in terms of how the players get along, how there's respect for one another. It's so interesting uh, that that formula that you're talking about, uh, Nora, seems to keep coming up. Now, the state championship, I thought it was so interesting. What a great atmosphere. And the thing that was really kind of cracking me up about it is you had all these guys who were uh, at, the, at the match, and I, I had the sense that it was the first time some had ever been to a soccer, a soccer game at all. And some of the cheers were absolutely hilarious. They were trying to do their best job to be into the – to the match, but it was rowdy. Uh, some of the cheers seemed footballish. But Nora, I noticed you said, which I was impressed by, uh, someone asked you in the media about that, and you said, look, when I'm playing, I had it all toned out. I wasn't paying any – or tuned out. I wasn't paying attention to any of it. Uh, talk about being in the zone like you were in that state championship. We have the best, like, student – um, group of people to come support us at games like they come to home games they they're I mean they're all they're all who knows how much they know about soccer but they'll they'll get rowdy for us and it's a, it's the best thing ever but the only times I do hear them is when we're celebrating and there's noise or when you're running on the field and they're booing you <laughs> and that's, that was what we got last game but um, yeah when when you're in the game all I'm thinking about is like how I can, how I can get reactions from my teammates and less of like the, the crowd. It was basically kind of the mentality, but I mean they're there for sure. But in those moments, they're they're kind of just all muffled noise at that point. So. Well, I know I was proud of it as the district athletic director. That great support we had for both teams. So in that particular game, Coach Mancini, the the momentum seemed to change. And again, you correct me if I'm not saying this right, but I felt like. The first half, really, if I had to say one team seemed to be in control, getting the most shots on goal, that would be Franklin. That seemed to totally change in the second half. Uh, I felt like the momentum was definitely on your side. Then I saw this stat that in the overtimes, Franklin actually, in terms of shots on goal, it was six to one in their favor. Overall, I think it was 20 to 19, so it was pretty even. But talk about those changes in momentum that took place during that championship. 
Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of funny because Burgoyne, so Franklin's coach, actually called me the next day and we were talking about it. And we actually talked about how fun it was as far as tactics go, um, because uh, we came out uh, when we first played Franklin in the season, we were in a 4-3-3 formation. And then after playing them is actually when we decided to change to a 4-4-2, which is how the girls set up on the field. And so they hadn't seen us play in a 4-4-2 yet. So we met them in the final Um uh, or no, I'm sorry, they did see that at the regional finals. But when we met them in the final, we were still in a 4-4-2 and they were waiting to see kind of which way we'd, what we would line up. Are we going to line up in a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2? And then when he saw our formation, he changed his formation. And so first half, they, they did a really good job of changing their formation and matching us. Um, and then the second half, I had, I changed a little bit of our formation as far as releasing our defenders a little bit higher and making sure they got higher. So it was a good battle tactically, just thinking about different formations and how we need to move. And once I push our, our defenders back, more specifically Skate or Sarah Kate on the right side, our, our right back, um, she got really high for us the whole time, was defending high and getting high for us. He had to and was telling me the next day that he had to change his formation back again because what we had changed caused them to change. Um, as coaches go, it's really fun to kind of one to have players that are so incredibly intelligent that you can change formations like that and they run with it. Um, but two, to be able to compete like that as coaches as well and, and kind of see like what you can do on the field. Um, but then in overtime, it was it almost felt like a free for all. It goes by so fast. And Franklin did. They came at us hard in overtime and they were getting right in front of our net. Um, they had a free kick that scared the life out of all of us. Um, at one point and so um, but but yeah the 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 overtime I, I, I honestly it's a blur right now I just remember it being just go 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 for 20 minutes um, and finally when the whistle blew and we knew we were doing PKs we 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 had a plan and we just had to execute it well that's neat to hear you talking with coach for going the day after great guy I had the opportunity working out at Franklin High School for three years to uh, to meet and work with Coach Burgoyne, just an easy guy to love, and certainly one of the one of the big names in WCS soccer for sure. So that's that's neat to hear you guys talked about it as soon as the day after, because uh, I know that was certainly competitive. Again, we've been talking to Ravenwood High School soccer head coach Jessica Mancini, senior Nora Henderson. Now that the season's over, we can kind of relax. Nora, I'm going to start with you. How scary was it? throughout the year thinking this, this thing, this COVID-19 is hanging over our heads and we may have to miss games and I may go out because I've been contact traced and I'm not even sick and our season may uh, be in jeopardy. Was that on your mind or did you just try to block that out? Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely on our mind, especially those last like up to district tournament to state, we was on our minds because we knew all those games were must not only must win but like the thought of not being there having to just watch my team play a game on tv or I just not even being that present would be absolutely heartbreaking so for me it was more um do what I can but also like gotta respect the you know it it is a problem and it is like an ongoing thing but you do have to, we did have to respect and just do our best because um, it was, the contact tracing was, was the hardest, but thankfully our teachers and our coaches and um, players all worked together to figure it out. And 
we didn't have to deal with much of that on our team, and we're really thankful for that. So, Coach Mancini, some nervous moments, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Starting the season, we started off the season talking about how it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird season. Um, and we talked to the girls and, the, and especially the seniors, too, talked about how, you know, we're grateful to have one game. We'll be grateful to have five games. We'll be grateful to have 10 games. And so um, we were just blessed to even be able to play this season after watching the boys in the spring. And it broke everybody's heart um, in the spring for them. So we came into the season knowing that we may get to play, we might not, and we'll just see how far it takes us. So every game is a gift. Um, and then while we're we're playing and very aware at first, I don't think it, it, it hit home how much the contact tracing would affect teams. And then you start hearing the trickling effect of what's happening throughout other schools. And so the girls were just constantly staying present on what they can do to protect themselves and and, you know, in, in class, what they need to be doing to make sure that they're not getting contact trace if they can, if that's even a possibility, because some of these classrooms are smaller than others. Um, but we were very cognizant of what could possibly happen throughout the season. I think throughout the season, uh, we did have a couple of girls get contact trace. We had three seniors at one point, all in of the season, get contact trace and we're out for two weeks. Uh, so all three of them missing two to three games uh, minimum. And so for, especially for being a senior, it's a, it's a rough go at it when you're, when you're a senior at your senior season and you're missing a couple of games. Uh, but the girls, again, we had younger girls that picked up, picked up where they left off. Um, a couple of freshmen coming in, sophomores, juniors coming in that took over and really just, just lifted us up and kept going until those ladies could get back. But we were definitely aware all season of, of what it could be, and especially towards the end of the season when other teams were knocked out of tournaments because they had to they had to quarantine so um i'm just glad that we were we were able to play and obviously get it get to where we could yeah thank goodness i know it was a it's a scary moment especially when you have such a quality team and you uh, you want an opponent to take you out not necessarily contact tracing nor a final question for you we're short on time here what does next year look like for you what, what are you doing at the next level for me next year, I'll be at Indiana State University in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, I'm super excited to start that whole journey, but it's, it is hard to think about not playing high school soccer. And I didn't realize it was gonna be like so emotional, but um, I cannot wait for, high, for college soccer. And I'm so thankful that like I have this opportunity to play because you know, after the last whistle of that high school game, I I was like, yeah, there's no way I could say goodbye to this sport right now. So I'm really thankful for four more years. Well, it's very much well-deserving. And uh, in four years, they're going to be saying Terre Haute, Indiana, Indiana State, home of not only Larry Burke, <laughs> but also Nora Henderson. <laughs> right. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great talking about Ravenwood's state championship soccer run. And we appreciate the audience being here again. We'll see you next time on The Coach's Show.